Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to episode 13 of Spoiler Season War of the Spark. Oh, the final episode. 14? What? Can we say it's 14? Why? For good luck. I don't. There's no such thing as luck. You play magic. You I know. know there's such a thing <laughs> as luck. That's a good point. <laughs> so, uh, before we get started, thanks to our sponsors, New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge, and to Flipside Gaming, who you can find online at flipsidegaming.com. So, Katie, today's the last day of spoiler season. We're just going to go through some of the last couple of common, uncommon cards and call it a season. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Unlikely Aid. Great art. This depicts Gideon riding on Rakdos with the flavor text, No one will ever ride me again, again, Gideon. Expect no further favors. Rakdos. Rakdos is massive, by the way. Yeah, he's a big Gideon boy. Gideon is smaller than his face. Yes. Like, just the scale. Yeah. Wow. So, uh... This is black one instant. Target creature gets plus two plus O until uh, end gains indestructible until end of turn. So it's a trick. You know, it's a reasonable trick for limited. Um, you'll probably play one in your black deck if you want to. <laughs> if you're in the department for tricks. Yep. As far as tricks go, it's decent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's It's a pretty standard thing. We've seen it a lot before in black, so... Uh, next we have Divine Arrow, white one, instant. Divine Arrow deals four damage to target attacking or blocking creature. So this is a reasonable card we've seen before. Gideon's Reproach actually had this, so I'm surprised they didn't want to just use Gideon's Reproach, given that... No, Gideon's, Gideon's busy. Okay, well, anyways. <laughs> uh, this card is good in limited, really good. It mm -hmm. killed a lot of stuff. And it's even seen constructed play, uh, though though you know it saw constructed play specifically because it answered Heart of Kieran, uh, and uh, Seal Away did not answer Heart of Kieran or not Seal Away. It was uh, something else at the time. I think yeah, it, it had to be top creature. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, so I think in standard, you know, there could be some confluence of circumstances that lead this to be played, uh, but generally other cards are going to be better than it. But for limited, very good, very good removal spell. Uh, next we have is this our final god uh, no no we already talked about uh oh. yeah. Oh, yeah so we're gonna go on to rubble belt riders which is rubble red belt. green one for a zero four human Ooh, berserker what a rate with haste zero uh, four haste yeah i really want my zero fours to swing that's you know, right as soon as they come down whenever rubble belt riders attacks it gets plus x plus o until end of turn where x is the greatest power among creatures you control yeah so yeah yeah you know not good alone. Great with friends. Yeah, very good with friends. Also good, uh, it, you know, it, it enables, so you go like, you know, Steel Leaf Champion into this. Ooh. This attacks, you attack with two five fours on turn three um, if you have a land or elf on turn one. And then you can just, like, play Galta. <laughs> because this goes till end of turn. So it does help you get to Galta right. a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this card, I think this seems pretty reasonable. It has haste, which is awesome. Um, and you know, let's in limited. You're probably attacking with it as like a two four the first time it comes down. That's fine. Um, and then later on, it just gets better as you get better creatures. So I, yeah. I like it. I like it. it. It couldn't actually see constructive play, right? Because it's just too bad by itself. Well, I don't know. I like it's tough because it depends a little bit. I think on how the meta shapes up and what the decks are trying to do. Because like 
to me, I think Gruel Spellbreaker is just a lot better than Rubble Belt Riders, but me, yeah, I don't, I, it's probably unlikely, and it competes with Steel Leaf Champion, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not really seeing it. It just seems like such a problem, because like, you're like, oh, I never have to answer this card, I just have to answer one other threat, and then I've effectively answered two. Right, exactly. Next we have D-Spark, which is white-black, instant, exile, target permanent with converted mana cost, four or greater. Oh. Yeah. That seems pretty good. I like this. If you're in white-black, this is like definitely a sideboard, you know, not every deck has a lot of permanents with converted mana cost, four or greater. Yeah, but the ones that do, this is pretty good, right? Because think about it like... In modern, right? People bring in Disdainful Stroke. Right. Disdainful Stroke sees a lot of sideboard play. Yeah. And when it's good, it's good. Yeah. And this card, I imagine, it's a little awkward because there's not really like a black-white deck in modern. Um, Obzon is probably about as close as you get. Uh, but, you know, this card kind of plays a similar role. I doubt it sees a ton of mainboard play. Uh, Disdainful Stroke in standard did see some mainboard play. Um, and depending on what the metagame looks like, how aggressive it is, how low curves are... D-Spark could also see some uh, main board play because it does, you know, exile. So a nice clean answer for a wide array of threats and Planeswalkers, Phoenix. Phoenix. Planeswalkers. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. permanent, so it can exile, like, what's that convoke thing that White plays? The enchantment. Mm. Oh, the... Conclave return. O-Ring, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So enchantments as well, yeah. Uh, and it cleanly answers gods as well, which is cool. Oh, yeah. God's our problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it's another tool in standard for you to customize your removal suite toward the metagame that you expect to encounter. So, very nice. That's D-Spark. Next we have Vampire Opportunist. Oh. Mm, he's taking opportunity. Uh, black 1 for a 2-1 vampire. And you can pay black 6. Each opponent loses 2 life, and you gain 2 life. The flavor text says, I think I cracked a fang. And the vampire is trying to numble on a, an eternalized, in a, what are they yeah, called? An eternal. An eternal, but they are coated in lazatep. So and they're dead. Sort of already. crunchy and a little dry, <laughs> I would say. Not your favorite if you're a vampire, yeah, not what you're looking for. Exactly. That's why, you know, it costs like six mana to just drain two life. Yeah. But so it's pretty hard to get anything out of those eternals. Yeah. This is the kind of card, though, that in limited, like, this guy sits around, and then if the game goes long, the ability to just use this is good. Yeah. Uh, it often will kill people. Um, and if you ever get it, you get up to 12 mana. Or I guess you need 14. Right, that seems a little... Yeah, I mean, you're probably not activating this twice, but it happens in limited where you get flooded and you don't have anything to do. Mm -hmm. So in the early game, a 2-mana two 2-1 two is... Uh, it's okay. Yeah. And in the late game, a 2-mana two 2-1 two that can drain two per turn if you have nothing else to do mm -hmm. is also it's not bad okay yeah you're always happy to have mana sinks unlimited mm -hmm. exactly. flooding out is real next we have tithe bearer giant this is black five for a four five giant warrior when tithe bearer giant enters the battlefield you draw a card and you lose one life okay yeah i mean a six mana four five like the green creatures in this set are so above curve. Like, if you're in a black deck, you might be a little sad because you spent more mana for a creature that's, like, 
it, it's big. It's just like it's on par with the green creatures that are like four mana. Yeah. Um, I do like what it does, it, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it cantrips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a large dusk watch. Dusk, dusky boy? Yeah. Uh, of course, it, it does so Vampire really dusk. expensively. So Whatever. it's it's not my favorite. And I think yeah. that in Limited, you're not probably excited about playing this card. Uh, you might run one at the top of your curve if you don't have a lot else going on. But it's it's not... Like if you're not in green. Yeah, it's, just, it's not boys. great. It's not great. Yeah. Next, we have Battlefield Promotion. Aw, because... Yeah, okay, anyways. <laughs> you read the flavor text. Oh, okay. Um, you didn't read it for our viewers. Ah, welcome to the Legion. You saved a district. Now let's go save the world. Boros! Yeah, but I was thinking more like you're promoted on the battlefield because so many, like, you know... People are dying. Generals are dying. It's like, ah, you're good enough. You're, you're the general now. You gotta fill the positions. That's right, that's right. Anyways, uh, it's white one. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. That creature gains first strike until end of turn. You gain two life. Wow. No, I, it's a good combat trick. Yeah. I mean, I always love first strike. Plus one plus one isn't huge, but the first strike is a big deal. But two life is kind of irrelevant, I assume. But Yeah, I mean, the flexibility as well to use this offensively, defensively mm-hmm. to use it. Uh, you know, it synergizes with proliferate as does everything with plus and plus one counters in the set oh yeah the counter uh, stays so, behind yeah you know it's if you nice can trick. you really blow people out if you have a way to instant speed proliferate and you go cast this and then when this resolves proliferate and now you're like really just blowing out in case plus and plus one first strike wasn't enough but yeah i like it i think it's a reasonable combat trick uh something you should watch out for at your pre-release mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have enforcer griffin next this is white four for a three four flying griffin and that's it but this is reasonable like three four flying for five is a vanilla is a reasonable card to be playing in your white deck so it blocks really well and it seems like there's a lot of flyers in the set so blocking flyers with four toughness is going to be relevant Mm -hmm. and even though it's a little bit on the expensive side uh it's going to provide enough utility i think that uh it's worth playing totes ironclad crovod is our next vanilla creature this is white three for a two five yeah, I don't love those stats on white. I mean, two five like the the back end is pretty large. This is like a, that homunculus. You no no. You say you don't like this. One of your favorite cards in Guilds of Ravnica. Homunculus. No, was Wishcoin Crab. Oh, that card's great. This is Wishcoin Crab. But this doesn't. They go in different de- like. That was a blue, it was a slow deck. Wishcoin Crab was like the, the best. It was such a good blocker. You could invert it and then just kill them out of nowhere. They're like, oh, you're Wishcoin This is exactly crab. the same card, but in white. Yeah, but I just wouldn't play it in white. Why not? Whereas in blue, it's boss. Plus, Wishcoin you... Crab granted wishes as long as they were pinch related. Like, how can you compete with that? Uh, it's a great card. Okay. Uh, so, depending on what deck you're playing, this card could be really good, as good as Wishcoin Crab, even. <laughs> Hard but, to believe. Uh, you d- you are right in that you know white tends to be a little bit more aggressive than blue, so maybe this card will see a little bit less play. But if you're in a defensive deck, like it's Wishcoin Crab. Wishcoin Crab is good. <laughs> okay, and you know this is in the colors of Quatly. 
or whatever. That yeah, ball, yeah, 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 quality. So this is this is great if you can flip the you know attack for its toughness. That's right. Then it's a four mana five five. Then that's something to be excited about. But just like genuinely, it's too bad it's not witch coin crab. <laughs> it's a great card. It's like what's like one of the top cards in that set. Oh my gosh. Yeah, one hundred percent. I had no idea you were so high on crab. I love it a lot. I mean. Were you there when I inverted two crabs and swung for ten? Wasn't I the one who said to do that? No. On arena, we were playing no. arena, and I was like, "Oh, you can kill them." You're it's like, "How?" Me. And I'm like, "Invert." It's all me. It's all me. Me and Wishcoin, we go right, way, way okay. back. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's our next card? This is Snare Spinner. It's a spider. <laughs> it's just a simple green one for one three with reach. Wow. Whenever Snare Spinner blocks a creature with flying, it gets plus two plus O till end of turn. That seems like a pretty freaking good flying blocker. Oh, yeah. Great card. I would card. 100p play this. Yeah, this is another one that, like, it doesn't have flying, but it's going to do a really good job of blocking the air. So, really yeah, it's For just two mana. More and more flying rate. just doesn't look like it's going to be super relevant. Yeah, but I still think, like, this, I think, is a high pick if you're in green because yeah. you don't presumably have a and the rate is really good as you said two mana is fantastic for this yeah and this will like as opposed to some of the spiders that like they just block mm -hmm. and like bounce this will kill stuff yeah this will actually kill stuff yeah. though the toughness is a little lower so it might also die in the trade but you're probably right. fine with that honestly yeah. it's a two mana removal spell for mm -hmm. a flyer then so next is crawl stinger this is green two for a two two with death touch uh, we had this as a gorgon yeah I'm, I'm always happy with this. This is, like, often something you're not super excited about, but, like, is a reasonable curve filler, and maybe, you like, your draft didn't quite come together, you're not as aggressive as you want, and you need to buy some time to get to your big, dumb threats, and this is a reasonable way to do that. Uh, you get to play it and hopefully trade up, so. I think it's been interesting that they've moved Death Touch up the curve because it used to always be, like, what, two mana 1-1 one -one Death Touchers? Yeah, they still they still do that occasionally, too. But yeah, one mana one one or two mana one one with death touch. Yeah, like I kind black. of prefer those because, like the two two body, like it's, it's not. Yeah, death touch is a way to provide some additional utility to one mana cards because one mana cards are so low value. A one mana one one is terrible, right? Right. And and it's but you don't want to push it too hard aggressively because then it's broken. So instead, what do you do? You say, oh, well, let's give it Death Touch and make it a reasonable defensive card, really at any point in the game. Um, because it's good early, it's good late, uh, you can trade up with it. It's going to, by definition, trade up. So that's that's always pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, it probably is reasonable, like, since it's going to trade up to move it up the curve, but it's just, like, it's kind of funny. No, but this getting... card won't necessarily. It's, I'm talking about the one-mana ones. Oh, so you think you might be using this, like, just to trade with, like, a bear? Uh, I'm saying that the one mana ones are a lot stronger than the three mana ones for that reason. The reason the three mana ones feel bad is because they're not necessarily going to trade up, and yeah, they just don't feel as good. Yeah, like you might just trade even on them. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this is a reprint. New Horizons is green two, aura. It's enchant land. When New Horizons enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter. On target creature you control. Enchanted land has tap. Add two mana of any one color. So this is another way. We're seeing another way to fix your mana in limited, which is sweet. As long as you're in green. Yeah, as long as you're in green, right? And we'll come across some other ways as well. 
to, to fix your vanity if you're not in green, but this is a great way to do it. And the nice thing about this is that you get to put the counter on the creature too, uh, so it doesn't just ramp and fix your mana. It also helps to impact the board a little bit. Right, and the counters are more relevant here because we have proliferate. Proliferate, absolutely, absolutely. Next we have Bleeding Edge. Black, black, one, sorcery. Up to one target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn, amass two. What do you think? This is totally reasonable removal in, in Limited. I think it's really good. Yeah. I like, I think, I think this card could be C play in standard. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's, in, like, oh, think about it. Oh, the minus two, minus two is pretty it's relevant. It's a three mana Chupacabra if you're playing against Mono White. It's actually better because it kills it onto a Vanguard. Oh, yeah. See, I was going to say it's a three mana moment, and the question is whether you think a mass two is better than no. game two life. A moment, no, because a moment moment is a one for one, right? This is a two for one. You get a two two blocker and you get to kill a creature. So it's a chupacabra, um, and that's really strong against the white decks and against the red decks. Uh, I, I think this card is really good and uh, is out of, like out of the sideboard in standard and in limited. I think it's also very good. I'd be really happy to play bleeding edge. Next, we have a reprint, Gateway Plaza, and it's a gate that enters the battlefield tapped, and when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless you pay one, and you can tap it for one mana of any color. And it is at common, uh, and this is awesome, because we need fixing. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like our first bit of fixing in the lands. Yes. I think uh, people are going to be reluctant to, but you got to take this early if you want to splash Yeah, if you want to be playing gold cards, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we saw this. This card was generally pretty good in the last uh, couple of Ravnica sets. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it does lead to a little bit of awkwardness if that's your only land in your hand. Because right. then it's like, ugh, that feels bad. But, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. We have more fixing in the form of Mana Geode. Three mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, scry one. Tap for one mana of any color. Great. Yeah, what was the last three mana? We had, like, almost this exact thing. Yeah, I don't remember, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, but this this seems reasonable. Uh, this is definitely taking turn three off to do this doesn't feel good. Um, so I feel like if you're going to be doing this, you really want to be in a slow deck where your later plays are going to be able to catch you up. You want to be playing some pretty strong stuff to ramp into. You will be able to go this into a five drop. So hopefully your five drop is good enough to catch you up because turn three and limited is a often a, a important turn well maybe you're playing this on turn four and following up with a two drop which is not great but at least maybe it's adding to the board you mean on turn five then no because this can tap for mana the turn it oh i think this came in tapped no no it doesn't come in never tapped. mind never mind i read this wrong i thought it entered the battlefield tapped yeah great yeah then absolutely absolutely that's yeah you could play it on turn four and play a two drop sure Sure, good. Which is like, you don't necessarily want to be playing a two-drop on turn four, but at least you're not like fully taking off a turn. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was. Because you thought it came in I depth. thought it came in depth, yeah, but it's just going to be a scry, <laughs> which is nice. And um, adds mana up in color. Yeah, sweet. I'll definitely be playing this. Totally, totally. Uh, so then our next card, our last card of the set, it is, I'm going to give this one to you, Katie, because it's an owl. It's got, it's got some really beautiful art. This mm. is like an aggressive owl. Wings fully extended. Yes. Majestically attacking you. Wow. Eyes intense. Wow. What's your favorite thing about this owl? The blue lines. I think this is going to mm. look really sweet in foil. Mm. Are you going to order, like, buy out all the foil copies from TCG Player? No. <laughs> Why not? 
because are I, you gonna plaster your room in them in wallpaper <laughs> with foil sky theater strixes okay that that is an interesting idea or like make a thing out of it but no still no <laughs> um anyways sky theater strix blue one one two bird Ka-ka! has flying as you expect from a bird sweet it actually goes hoot both of us are wrong yeah sure whenever you cast a non-creature spell the strix gets plus one plus oh until end of turn you should read the flavor text. Courier owls joined the fray, attacking the Dreadhorde with a viciousness usually reserved for male thieves. Those cute little owls. They're going after the undead Lazatep zombies like they usually go after male thieves. Wow. Don't, yeah. don't steal the mail. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, it's always funny, too, because, you know, like we saw earlier how huge Rakdos is. Yeah. Right. Rakdos is a 6-6. Six, six. So if you get, like, six of these owls, they just kill Rakdos. And Rakdos only kills three of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Some The the flavor doesn't always translate to the to the stats. But uh, this card seems like a pretty good two-drop for, like, a blue blue flyers deck, a more aggressive blue, like, spells-oriented deck. Yeah. Gets like, you put uh, on two and, yeah. What was that sprite that we attacking. had? Stutter sprite? Spell stutter. Spell stutter. Yeah. No, no, that's... <laughs> That's Night modern. Veil Sprite. Night Veil, yeah. yeah. But that was Surveil. That was much better. Yeah, but it's the same size. Mm-hmm. Base size. Base size, but this can grow. And it's it's just non-creature, so it can be artifacts. It can be planeswalkers, Planeswalker. right? It's not, like, limited to instants and sorceries, so I think that makes us a little bit more flexible and limited, where you might not have that many instants and sorceries, even though no. there's the blue-red spells. Spell stack. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that's it. That's our whole set. So let's go back. And Katie, I just want to hear, we always do at the end, thoughts, final thoughts on the set as a whole. And then what are your top five cards that you're excited about and why? So let's hear it. Thoughts on the set as a whole. I mean, I'm stoked. I think everyone's stoked. This set looks super fun to play. The trailer was awesome. The flavor's awesome. Like the way they've done this spoiler season you know, adding the story in really, really clearly in the cards and like every card, not just the rares, having some really fun flavor text, finally giving us Fibble Flip. Like, they've just hit so many. You a big Fibble Flip fan? I mean, who isn't? Mm, poor guy. He's always lost. <laughs> what a star. It's fair. So, yes, yes. Those are those are some of my final thoughts. Excellent. Um, I, I echo your excitement for the set. Uh, I think one thing in particular that I'm looking forward to is I think this set has a lot of potential to switch up standard. It feels like standard is going to kind of be wide open for a little bit. Uh, It's not going to just add to the decks we already have, but it seems like it's going to actually introduce a lot of new archetypes. Um, It feels like there's a lot of pretty pushed cards that are also very niche. So you're going to be able to uh, explore and kind of play whatever style of deck uh, speaks to you. The, the explore mechanic actually isn't in this set. Really? So you won't be able oh. to explore yet. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure you know. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and what are your top five cards? What do you think? Uh, you go first. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, so my top five cards of the set. Let's see. Um, I like Nicobolus, Dragon God. I think that card's pretty sweet. For the static, you like yep. using every Planeswalker ability? I do. Uh, I like Tefiri and Narset. Yeah, how could they not be in your top? Yep, yep. Uh, what else? I like... Kind of going through here. 
Uh, I'm excited for a Cruel Celebrant. I think it'll be fun to see if we can get an Aristocrats deck going there. Oh, that's there. the Drainer, the white-black mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Uh, and let's see. I think that Liliana's really good. Dreadhorde General is one of the cards at the very, very beginning. Um, I think that card's pretty strong. And I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't excited for some Kefnet. Because as you know, I'm... Uh, pretty big on Kefnet, Kefnizzle, as uh, close friends call him. So, yeah. And I kind of have reevaluated Commence the Endgame as well, where originally I said, like, oh, this card is probably pretty bad, and I don't think I'm going to play it at all. But then I, like, saw it in action, and I was thinking about it. It's kind of just it's very similar to Torrential Gearhulk. It's just an uncounterable Torrential Gearhulk, right? Where Gearhulk almost always flashed back Glimmer. Glimmer. Yeah, the second most common target for it was Harness Lightning, but Glimmer oh, yeah. was usually what you did with it. So if you're just going to, you know, Gear Hulk, Glimmer, make a 5-6, this is going to be same cost but uncounterable, draw two, and then make, you know, probably a 5-5 five, five to a 7-7, seven, seven, maybe even bigger. So I think that maybe the card is a little bit better than I gave it credit for as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I think those are... Except multiples won't make you multiple bodies. Correct, correct. So I think you're almost disincentivized from casting multiples until they answer the, the mm. first one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of those cool splashy cards, you know, Elder Spells, really splashy. Yeah. Masker Girl, really powerful, really oh, pushed. Yeah. Um, just a lot of a lot of really neat cards. How about you? I can't pick. I'm super excited to play them all. Wow. What a cop-out answer. I know, but it's true. Like... I'm excited to play with Planeswalkers with static abilities. I think that is super cool. I want to make a million mana with Nyssa. Like, there's just like so many things I want to try. It's hard yeah. to pick just a few. And like, I think in pre-release, I'm just I like I want to draw everything. I'm glad I'm, I get to play a couple different pre-releases, and I'm trying to grind a bit on Arena. You know, get some of those coins nice, and nice, gems. Nice. So when the new set comes out, I can just like play a lot of it. Yeah, very yeah. excited. Should be good. Well. That's going to do it for us for uh, this season. So, Katie, thanks so much for being here, for uh, joining us. Uh, And you're welcome as well for my presence. Uh (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot. You're great. (laughs) Um, And that does it for War of the Spark. Uh, Hopefully we'll be back next season talking about uh, Modern Horizons. We might do a little spoiler season for that. And uh, then we don't know what the fall set is going to be. Oh, we have Corset before that, too. So, yeah. But that's it. All set, Katie? I'm Ryan. No, you're not. Oh, I thought maybe we could try it the other way. <laughs> I'm. Uh, thank you, before we go, to our sponsors as well. They're, you know, their consistent support all season. Uh, with, you know, both fantastic, um, fantastic uh, retailers and uh, really recommend them to anyone if you're you're in the area. And you know, Flipside has a physical store too. So does NEC. Yeah, but like you know, if you're in New York, yeah, check out Flipside, Flipside in Gaming. person. Yep. And, and if you're uh, in Boston, Flipside actually has a couple locations in New York, I believe. Okay. And then if you're in uh, New England Comics, there's a couple locations in Massachusetts. Uh, the primary ones uh, being closer, I think, to the Boston area. But and the coolest one is definitely Coolidge Corner. Yes, of course, of course. So thanks again to New England Comics. Uh, any so we can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge and Flipside Gaming. You can find online at flipsidegaming.com. With that, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.